We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the GSPN winning six slash Eurostep post game. First post game episode of the playoffs. Super exciting. Less exciting, the Bucks lost 130-117 to the Miami Heat in Milwaukee. According to Kevin Harlan, basically a crypt atmosphere, not to be confused with where the Lakers play. Uh, in five serves, somewhat understandably so, as Giannis Antetokounmpo leaves the game after Kevin unethical basketball love slides under him for an offensive foul in the first quarter, right? Second. Yeah. Was it the second? Did he leave? It happened in the first, but he left in the second? Was that it? Or did I don't it, know, it all happen yeah, in the that's, second? That's, that sounds right, actually. Let me, let me look at the play-by-play play over here. I didn't do my research. I watched the game. I'm downtrodden. I'm Ty Windish, joined by, as you heard, the dulcet tones of both Rohan Kadi and Jordan Trusky. Fellas, every time we do one of these, I have to ask. I think I know the answer. How's it going? I'm doing fantastic. Oh. Amazing. No, of course not. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, well, well. <laughs> nah, it's just, uh, it, it's not fun. It's not fun not knowing exactly what's going on with Giannis. Uh, no official update. Who knows? We might end up reacting live to something. But, I was going to uh, say, I think we should maybe um, compartmentalize the Giannis combo, at least the longer term part of it until later, we should hear something from the Bucks. I am guessing. Just got it right now from Eric Name. Okay, never mind. Bucks coach Mike Budenholzer tells reporters that Giannis Antetokounmpo has a back contusion and that his X-rays were "quote unquote" clear. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. So no, no, like fracture or anything. That's that's very good news. Giannis Bucket has. T- oh, go sorry. Ahead. No, no. continued by saying he wasn't moving. This is from Gabe Stoltz. But continue by saying he wasn't moving, didn't look comfortable or confident, and that he felt pulling him felt like the re- the right thing. Less good. Yeah. Giannis has said, remember when he said he's old and weird? The old part of that means if you hurt your back, it can just suck for a while. Hurting your back sucks. The x-ray part is good news, but the time off between games is also good news. So game two is Wednesday. And game three is Saturday, so there will be some more rehab time for Giannis. Um, I guess let's just do the Giannis combo now because it really is the most important thing. The only reason I figured we might want to wait is because who knew when the word would come in. But obviously, you know, as much as we did a playback for this game, really appreciate everyone who came out. We, we made the best of it. I'll, I'll say that. We made the best of the playback, as we always do. Always a good time. Join the Discord. Don't miss a playback. GSPN.info. Find all this stuff there. Um... You know, we talked about, could they maybe get through the series without Giannis against Miami? Sure, they could. Um, as we'll get to when we take a talk about this game, there's a double variance three-point shooting game, still relatively close down to the end. The Heat win by 13. It was double digits within the last couple of minutes, a couple different times. Though. Milwaukee just could not get enough combination of stops and threes because they really couldn't get any threes uh, in the game. 
But of course, if Giannis is out for the postseason, it'll, it doesn't really matter, right? Nothing really. They're not gonna. They're not gonna win a title without him. And if not, what that's what we're here for. Just being honest, getting in the second round would be great. But if he's not gonna come back, it doesn't matter. Sounds like that is a very extreme view of this all. Again, we don't know a whole lot yet. It sounds like he just has a hurt back. I will, as I always do, throw to Rohan for a more enlightened take on anything close to an injury. I know. You, I think you chimed in right away on the X-ray news, Rohan. What are your full thoughts on Giannis's condition here post Game One? Well, if they say it's clean, there's no like any like I mentioned, there's no fractures, no breaks, which is obviously good because that's worst case scenario. <laughs> that's like you're you're done for months, months on that, and you probably need surgery. So that's good. That is fantastic news. Likely, it's probably just going to end up being pain management. It's like stiffness. Yeah, it's going to be like discomfort and how much are you – you have to manage playing like that. Yeah. Like can he manage playing like that? That's what it's going to come down to because I, I, I can't speak to how much pain he's in and how much he, he can tolerate because he clearly – he clearly tried to come back in and play. He did. Yeah. And he just, he just couldn't. So we'll see if that uh, – we'll see what happens. Thankfully, there's re- two days rest between games one and game two. So we'll see – We'll see how he feels going forward, but I think it's honestly going to come down to that, like pain management. How much can you play with this much discomfort? Jordan, your thought? Yeah, go ahead. It's not even just his back, too. I mean, he's dealt with knee injury that's always going to be, or knee discomfort, stiffness, everything like that. He's a seven-foot guy, and he plays a very uh, brutish game. He's piling into bodies, whether they're charges or crowds or whatever it is. And it's a lot of wear and tear. And he, in spite of all the things that, you know, whether it's just missing games or the, you know, this is the second heat game this year where he's tried to come back from an injury and had to get pulled a second time. Um, We know Giannis has a very high pain tolerance and, the Bucks know that all their fortunes are tied to number 34. <laughs> and they can't, it's, you can't be irresponsible or anything like that. And I know Giannis can easily be like, well, I'm just going to play. It's, it's, this is what we built for, you know, we, this is our season, all that stuff. But it's just the bigger picture of like, this guy has carried a lot of knocks and bruises and discomfort, swelling, whatever it is. And top of that with the hand stuff. Uh, or wrist, I should say. It's, you know, it's encouraging to see that it's not as bad as it could be right now, but I, I, you know, this is game one of the first round, and hopefully we have a lot of Bucks playoff basketball going on. I just think we're not, we're not, or it's not like that we aren't used to Giannis being, carrying all these different things, but it just, it just feels like a Jenga tower. You know what I mean? You pull one out and it's like, okay, that's good. And then another time, it's like, uh, it's like how many times until this like tower falls, not to like be very fatalistic, but it's, I don't know. It's hard not to get that way when you see Giannis struggling as much as he has. Yeah. I mean, certainly we just have to hope that he's going to be able to get back soon, potentially by the next game. We don't, we just don't know right now. We just don't know much. We probably won't know conclusively until the day before i would guess i mean i think the the reporters on the beat will get some updates around practices and everything but uh, i would guess the bucks are going to be relatively close to the close to the vest with the info in this as they always are um right now of course it's just too early to say but hopefully the the two days off and you know some probably a lot of rest and ice for Giannis on that back will will help and he'll be feeling better soon the rest of the game without Giannis, i, I will say oh boy yeah. Let's start with a positive because um, I think the Buck injury concern that we were all worried about going in, everyone was worried about going in, was Chris Middleton. thought, I mean, some pretty – I was almost said uncharacteristic. I mean, we all know Chris. They're not really. Right? Some turnovers Chris had, sure. Some ill-advised passes, a couple dangerous dribbles. But outside of that stuff, Chris 12 for 60 from the field – Despite being two for seven from deep, nobody shot the ball well. We'll get to that. Drew 10 free throws, most on the team by a lot. Made seven of them. Had nine rebounds, four assists. 
I thought looked really good. 33 points led the Bucks in scoring again by, by quite a lot. Bobby Portis was second with 21 and played 33 minutes, which was third on the team behind only Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday. At least Chris looked really good. I mean, if there's a silver lining from this game, I think that's probably number one, is that Chris looked like the dynamic offensive option that we're used to seeing, even without Giannis's impact kind of pulling defenses away from him. So at least we had that. Chris shooting 60% from the field, nine rebounds, four assists in this game. And really a lot of the reason the Bucs, I mean, the whole reason the Bucs had any chance at all was Chris being an offensive weapon all night long. Yeah, it, it uh, was. it's more than we could have expected to see from Chris Middleton coming back, uh, especially like you mentioned, just it, it, up in the air, his status, like all week leading up to it. And it's just like, okay, Chris Middleton, can you come out here and be that? It was incredible to watch. You're right. We should start with the positives because that was very, very positive. It was mo- way, way better than I expected. I expected him to come back with a little bit of rust and not necessarily like ready to be like I assume assuming Giannis stays in that game I was like is he ready to be a second option potentially it's like no I he was forced to be a first option in this game and he he took that challenge head on and he he delivered so Chris Chris was fantastic I can't say enough good things about Chris even though like uh it didn't like the Bucks lost the game it's very very promising and encouraging to see that uh Chris was able to come back and score his passing was also like really sharp. Like he had some creative angles that he was trying to um, sort of exploit when I thought it was good. Sometimes it went well, sometimes it went badly, but he's seeing the floor. Well, it's just, you, you couldn't have asked for more from Chris Middleton out there, given all that he's been through recently. Second highest amount of points Chris has had this season. Uh, Not nothing. Oh, good pull. Also the highest, uh, minutes he's played in a game this year has been uh, 33-48. Um, not nothing that matches both. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I... Considering the kind of things that we're talking about before the before the game or just throughout the week and his own comments with Eric Name, I, I believe had him in full about, you know, he felt it was a re-aggravation of something even if it was very slight. Um, so my expectations were not very high for him. Um, I just felt like, you know, I even kind of felt, do you start him? Like, well, how, how are they, how are they going to do this? You know, that it was a fair question to ask considering just how they've used him um, since coming back the second time um, or even the first time too. Um, but yeah, putting in a performance like this, it's vintage Chris. Really carry them. Um, can't say enough good things about them just because <laughs> the the last couple of weeks and just how this season has gone for him. You know, you never know if we're going to see consistency from Chris or just you know what's going on fully with his body and his knee and all that stuff. But the fact that he turns in a performance like this when the Bucks really needed it and it kept him in the game as much as they were you know trying to come back from a hole that was too insurmountable in the end. Um, Very encouraging, super encouraging. I want to shout out Drew Holiday, who did not have a good game shooting the ball. He was 6 for 18. 16 points, 16 assists for Drew, and one turnover. And it's like, okay, the shooting could certainly be better, no question. Took nine threes and made two. That's kind of a common Drew thing. I think one – I'm, I'm going to give the Bucks offense schematically in general and individual players some slack, though, because we know they do like to play random. That's something organizationally they go for. I know, Jordan, you and Adam dove deep on Eric Name's great article into the user-to-lose-it timeouts from Bud and covered some more coaching stuff in there as well. Um, and losing Giannis early in a game when you're not a heavy play-call team in the first place just makes it really hard to have – sustainable good offense I think for a whole game and I would imagine if they do have to go without Giannis in game two they'll have more stuff ready I I just they probably just don't practice a whole lot of hey here's our game plan for 40 straight minutes of no Giannis because that's a bad plan that's not a good plan to go to uh, unless you have to and they did Bud scheming that up and Giannis is like hey yo what's going on here (laughs) I don't know about this one coach Giannis why why, 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 why are you thinking of this coach Um, do you, do you guys know um, 
I forget who the coach was, but Peyton Manning's coach, they asked him why the backup quarterback doesn't get any snaps in yeah. practice. Um, oh, man. It wasn't Dungey, was it? No, I think it was somebody else. It might have been an assistant coach. But yeah. he said, we don't practice fucked. And if, if Peyton goes down, we're fucked. And that pretty much played out. I mean, that's that was that happened. I've never heard that summary, folks. Yeah, they were like, "Why isn't Curtis Painter getting any throws?" It's like, yeah. "Come on, dude! Like, why do you think um, the Bucks hopefully uh, aren't totally fucked?" Um, is both Curtis because Painter Giannis a real guy? Be okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, former, wow. former Colts Played backup for quarterback. Purdue. Oh, I thought you just made that up. Mm-mm. No, big football guy. Listen to cruising for like- a bruising. Oh no, listen to talking to Tundra. <laughs> It's baseball season. I'm used to cruising. Uh, talk- oh, my God. I'm just going to move big, on. Big football guy. Go listen to our baseball <laughs> podcast. I mean, obviously do that. But also listen to Talk to the Tundra Draft oh, coming up man. soon. Right, Jordan? That was amazing. Uh, oh, hopefully yeah, the Packers yeah. have a slam dunk in their draft. I hope they draft Curtis Painter. <laughs> might hit a home run. Uh, <laughs> it's power play. <laughs> Gordy Howe. Hockey. Hockey is where I can no longer do the references. Yeah. Uh, there we go. But yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna be prepared for playing 40 minutes of no Yana, 48 minutes of no Yana. Yeah. So let's hope that's not the case for game two. Let's hope and pray that he can be good to go for game two. But it's just honestly, it's gonna be a wait and see game at this point. Uh real quick on Drew. Yes. Uh, I asked about it on playback. I looked it up. I will say the Twitter account pisses people off. The actual Stat Muse website is very helpful. It is. Four different times in Milwaukee Bucks history, a player has had 16 assists or more in a playoff game. Do you guys want to guess who the players were? A little bit of levity in this otherwise disappointing podcast. I'm not going to say Oscar. You should. Okay, I'm going to say Oscar. Oscar is one of them. It's 74. Late, late Bucks Oscar. Is that his last playoffs? Last, yeah, last year. Yeah, did it. 16 assist game, April 2, 74. One other player had the other two occurrences. Eric Bledsoe. No. We would remember that. Sydney? Nope. Right right team. You say Delhi? No, oh, I said Sydney. Pressy. Pressy. Oh. Pressy did like it once in, once in 85, once in 86. And it was all actually 16 square. So Drew tied the Bucks uh, playoff record tonight with 16 assists. No one has had 17 or more. So the playmaking really did stand out. In the game where they needed offense, Drew being able to penetrate and open up shots – did make a difference. He might have had 20 if they could hit threes, and he would have the record by now. Right. Um, so I do think, you know, I said we'll start with the positives first. We'll get to the more disappointing stuff. I do think largely outside of a couple bench players' performances, I don't think there's that much long-term dispiriting stuff. Giannis injury aside, of course, because that's that's death if that happens. I mean, it's the Peyton Manning backup quote all over. Um, but... Like, I don't know. I mean, I think the, the primaries didn't play horrible. Brooke didn't play great. We'll have to talk about that in a second here. But, I mean, the shooting goes a little bit both ways, and it's a close game even with Giannis going out. I just I, – I don't think it's a, oh, playoffs are done, Bucks aren't good enough takeaway game for me. I think a lot of things went wrong, sort of reminiscent of Celtics game, but not as bad, and the Heat just aren't as good as that. Plus, you get the Giannis injury folded in there, which obviously is going to take – everyone's sorrow to the next level. Understandably so. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's just it, it's it there's a there's a lot to play in here. It's like I'm I'm so torn between going full doom and gloom and not because it's like it's like I'm you mentioned. There. Yeah, exactly. Because like you mentioned, there's so many there's positive things to take away and there's things that you, you see in this game. Jordan's waiting for me to go on a rant. I'm not. It's coming. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. I know it's right. I, ever since the the delayed fuse in the Celtics post game, I'm I'm not gonna feel safe until it's if yeah. it's, I hit stop recording. Might come after that. That's a uh, that's fine. That's yeah. But it's there. There. I'm just. I'm just torn right now because there was a lot that went wrong in this game. But it's also. It's hard not to think about what could have gone right. And to be clear, I still do think the Bucks can win the series. I think they can win the series in five. Yeah, I mean, if Giannis Assuming, comes back for sure. Yeah, if Giannis comes back, they can absolutely win the series in five. Like they had opportunities to win this game. Yeah, like for all that we talk about, all like the shooting variants that you mentioned, double double shooting variants. I don't know. If, I don't know if I've read it yet. Real quick, sixty percent for Miami, twenty four point four percent for the Bucks. Like dire, strong both ways. I believe I yeah, saw just the horrendous. eighth team in uh, playoff history to shoot. 60% or higher from three on 25 attempts. Is it is it just like Katie Warriors, Katie Warriors, Katie Warriors, Katie Warriors, Heat, Katie Warriors? Maybe a Cavs, like... Yeah, oh yeah, it's probably a couple 17, 17, 18, or 16, 17 Cavs teams in there for sure. That's a good call. Speaking of KD, the Suns are down 12 right now. That's fun. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Fun playoffs, a lot of upsets, you gotta love it. Yeah, let's let's get uh, let's get a Clippers win here to get some heat off the Bucks. <laughs> I got another. Do you want another stat? Yeah, of course. I love stats. Zach Cram from the Ringer. The Heat outshot the Bucks by thirty six percentage points on threes in Game One. That is the third biggest margin in any game in playoff history. <laughs> Teams are now thirty nine and zero in the playoffs when they win. The three-point battle by 25% or more. But that's what I mean. It's literally, it's a historically bad disparity. And it was a 13-point game. And it was single digits multiple times in the fourth They had a chance to cut it to a one-possession game. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it sucks. But it's definitely a bounce back. This is like, this is how you would draw it up if you're like, oh, a team takes a game. And we talked about when you got so pissed at us. Oh, yeah, a team gets hot once. You can, any team can win a game. Hey, listen, I didn't predict the honest injury. No one. We're not, saying, we're not that. saying that. We're no. talking about this. We're talking about this, bro. And, and in fairness to the honest thing, obviously they need him. You know, for everything, he's he's everything. They played bad with him too. I mean, they were down when he when he exited. It was just the game was not going well. I mean, do they win yeah. if he plays? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, it's it was a sixty percent to twenty four percent shooting disparity, um, but uh, it was a bad game before that. What what do you guys want to talk about? What stood out to you guys? Uh, what that we haven't covered so far? Uh, from Bobby, watching this game. Bobby, great Bobby, one. I know 0 for 5 from 3, his shot was really flat. Ugly ones, yeah. Ugly. But, again, really made a lot of work in the first half when the Bucks were – I mean, that was when they were at their lowest, um, especially around Giannis uh, exiting the game. Really brought some energy, hit it on, like, the floater push shot attempts. Um was the best big in the game for the Bucks, obviously, with Giannis exiting early and Brooks really struggling to kind of make any kind of imprint on both ends of the floor. Um, yeah, I did not really like his little shoving with Caleb and um, yeah, he got the Caleb Martin. It was the who he actually fouled after the the Caleb thing. Yeah, and. Um, I thought, I mean, they played small with him too. His defense is what it is. And when you don't have Giannis to kind of fill in some gaps and make up some of the deficiencies that they would have, I thought Bobby did as good as he could have done in that regard. But yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't feel like he got picked on. It was more not no, having was, Brooke and Giannis, like everybody else then. And the other, the other perimeter leaks really showed through. Yeah. 
Yeah, like Bobby. Just, Bobby was not a guy who was targeted on defense or really exploited on defense. No, I thought he played well within the system, and he was one of the brightest spots for Milwaukee today. Nine for eleven from two in this game. Uh, eight rebounds for Bobby. Twenty-one points scored against. Second only Chris. By the way, something else I just noticed: they actually won Chris's minutes by a point. Wow. That's a positive sign. That's a very Plus positive one sign. And Chris is 33 minutes. Because so, I was looking, because Brooks, despite Brooke, and I think probably get to him next, just didn't really seem to have it on both ends. He was four for four from two. Problem is, why is he only taking four shots from two, despite being bigger than like any two Heat players combined, basically? Um, I was only still a minus four. I honestly expected that number to be worse. And I'm not putting too much in a single game plus minus here. But I just thought Brooke was... Like a little too slow to Bam mid-rangers, a little too slow to Jimmy takes. And Jimmy and Bam give some credit to Miami as well. Um, obviously, we're Bucks focused. Jimmy played phenomenal. Bam was really bad early, but turned it on. Kevin Love had, you know, one of those games that, you know, he may not score this much the rest of the series combined uh, and have as many good plays as he had in this one game. Um, but Miami did play quite well. I mean, pretty much everyone. And the other injury news we should mention uh, is Tyler Hero broke his hand probably going to be out for the series, which is actually a huge loss for the Heat, honestly. They didn't you know, seem to suffer much in this game because they just did not choose to miss. But when things get gunked up, he has been one of their, if not their best, half-court shot maker. Again, they just really didn't need that because Jimmy did everything. And again, everyone hit all their jumpers. But that is going to be a significant loss for Miami. I think they're going to really feel that more than they did today in the rest of the games um, in this series. But any other, they, he shot the ball with a broken hand. Bizarre. Yeah, they didn't take him out. Bizarre. They didn't call timeout to take him out. So he's out there. He's like doubled over in pain, holding it, and they passed it to him, and he did shoot it. He missed he, it. He Bam, walked. Put it in. He walked off the court. They put him back like, on. Oh, yeah, you have to stay back in. And they they had the yeah. ball. This wasn't just a Bucks defensive possession or a Bucks offensive possession. They had the ball. They could have called timeout. Yeah. Coaches get really – I remember the West Matthews game. I went to the, the Kings game in Fiserv like last year, I think. And he was yeah. like clearly like hurt and they just left him in. It's like just use the timeout. Like come on. Like let's let's be people. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's one of the things that bothers me a lot when that happens. Like, yeah. this guy, like he broke his head. I feel yeah. so bad for him. Wasn't it like Jim Boylan? There was like a Bulls player a couple oh, years yeah. ago under Jim Boylan that he was like not going to sub him out. And it's like, why? I think so. The entire better. team because he injured them all himself in practice. That's true. You got to punch the clock. I th- punched by Jim Boylan. I think somebody on the other team might have taken a foul in that game, if I remember right. It was. So it was that was exactly. Season. I cannot and remember. And someone on the other team was like, dude, come on. Like, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very. One of the strangest ways I've seen that yeah. happen. Feel, feel, feels bad for Tyler Uriah, like yeah. honestly, like that's terrible. Milwaukee's own. Meh. But he, it, it is a significant loss for Miami. Uh, I don't. I, I didn't even see clearly how he broke his hand. He was diving for a ball behind Grayson Allen. Grayson. I don't. I didn't even. Didn't look like he stepped on his hand or anything. I don't. I wonder if he or just even maybe hit like Grayson's like foot. Yeah, I wonder. He must have just hit it at the worst, and he's moving full speed. He must have just hit it at the worst possible angle. Uh, unfortunate injury. Pretty freak occurrence. Um, yeah, well, so, soon. Yeah. Um, Brooke Lopez, We, I think we've we've kind of tiptoed around it's, the big fella. It's hard, it's hard to tiptoe around a big fella, but apparently the not. The Heat did it, because, yeah. Yeah, the Heat did it, the Heat did it, and the Bucks did it too. Yeah. So they, they come out in this game. Tiptoed around uh, the tulips. With... Was it Max Struess on guarding Brooke Lopez? Yeah, I think uh, early that that was their yeah. first alignment. And what did the Bucks decide to do? Use Brooke Lopez as a floor spacer, someone yeah. who's just going to be out there and shoot threes. And it's like, uh, do, do you guys know what the most efficient <laughs> shot in basketball is? Right at the rim. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one between the ball and, and the cup. That seems pretty yeah. good. This is what we talked. We talked about this tie on our yeah. little mini preview. And Don't we listen were afraid to that. this would happen. Don't listen to that. The downloads for that in Florida are going to shoot up early this week. Yeah, I'm already. I've already have accounts with zero followers tweeting at me about it. It's fine. Uh, the the mute this conversation button on Twitter is doing LeBron numbers for me right now. <laughs> Leading both teams in all stat categories. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that laugh. <laughs> uh, but the, Brooke Lopez was not being used. They were not letting, like, they were not uh, exploiting that obvious mismatch that was going to occur when you, the Milwaukee Bucks, starting two bigs and Giannis and Brooke in the Miami Heat are starting a ha- like a 75% of a big in Bam Adebayo and no one else. Like Max Struess is your starting power forward. But the Bucks just choose not to not to use it, not to go at like involve Brooke in any actions, not bring him up. Let let's 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 have Brooke set a screen so you can roll, get into some space, get easy post position. Nothing, nothing like that at all. And it was just baffling because we saw, like we mentioned earlier with Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis came into the game and immediately started abusing that matchup. Like when he had Tyler Hero on him, like he just went at him four straight possessions or three straight possessions or something because he was like, yeah, I have Tyler Hero guarding me. I'm going to go put the ball in the basket now. But the Bucks just didn't do that with Brooke Lopez in that it's just I because Bobby did that. It's like, is it a Brooke thing? Like, is it part of the gameplay? Like, is it just not? It, was Bobby just taking initiative where Brooke wasn't? It was just so baffling to see. And I really want I want to know what happens going forward with that because it's sitting right there. It's free points. Yeah, I mean, even Drew found ways to get down low, and I know he struggled shooting the ball, but. He was taking advantage of mismatches with Gabe Vincent, or if he was, uh, I don't know if it was Hero or someone else. Um, I'm forgetting that he was. Struess, maybe? Struess, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it was, I mean, I don't know. It was a, a tough one of like just how lost it was for him um, and their interior. Like, it wasn't like they played great defensively without him either. That was the other thing. It's like you just lose that connector. And obviously, yes, Giannis looms over this discussion. But, yeah, it was just kind of a baffling, baffling performance. I mean, the fact that they let up 62 pain points. I'm going to say that if their Bucks are letting up that many pain points, um, they're not going to win a lot of games if they are yeah. going to do that. Yeah. On top of uh, – the heat hitting over 60% of their threes. Yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, that that paint points, I mean, Brooks got to be a little bit better, but also it's the perimeter defenders have to be better. And that was yep. a big reason that they, they scored that many. Let's burn through some of these, like these rotational wings. We have a lot to talk about. And frankly, I don't want to spend an hour and a half talking about this ball game. Maybe, maybe game two, hopefully. Who knows? Um, probably not, though. I mean, it's game two of a first round. So anyway, uh, Grayson Allen, I thought, looked tough, not in a good way in the first half. Really bounced back nicely. Ends up shooting five for seven. Was the lone... Oh, no, two bucks shot 50%. We'll talk about the other one in a second. Two from three. Three assists, two rebounds. I think two turnovers as well. But honestly, pretty good game from Grayson. I thought he was good in the second half in the big way. He he got bullied a little bit in the first half. Really, the way he kept up with Tyler Hero wasn't good enough. And maybe that's why he had a better second half. Because Tyler Hero was not in the game to do that anymore. Uh, Grayson's screen navigation is really not there. But... When guys went at him one-on-one, I thought he held up pretty well. Overall, good game. I mean, he bounced back well. I'm glad that, you know, after his last playoff experience, I think it would have been easy to get a little down after the way that started. But he hung in there and had a really strong second half. He did. He, he really he, he lived up to it. And I think, I, unfortunately, I think the Tyler Hero injury did play a lot into that because, like you mentioned, he was chasing him around, and I think Jordan, you highlighted this on our playback. He was dying on screens. Could a not lot. do it. Yeah. He and the the Heat were just running him through every screen they could find, and it was just it was leading to four switches, leading to mismatches. But he did have a good all around game. He bounced back, and uh, like I said, unfortunately with Tyler Hero out, that might be a positive for Grayson. Yeah, um, I thought his time on Jimmy was actually kind of encouraging i would not recommend it often but he's a solid one-on-one defender it's just when you you have to have him running around and doing all this stuff and it's just like being like physical in terms of like going through screens that's where he struggles but in terms of like one-on-one he's not going to get cooked that often like he'll he'll have his lapses but he's he's a strong guy yeah and it's not surprising that spo went to duncan robinson and pulled him out of mothballs yeah. And if you're, you know, with that in mind, because or hero just to get have a guy that goes through screens and stuff like that, 
it's testing the mm. Bucks defense is testing Grayson. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's gonna be the big question for the Heat going into game two of how they do that, because I don't know if necessarily that Duncan Robinson is gonna be the permanent solution for that reason, but maybe it will be. Uh, maybe more Struce, who knows? Again, they also had to adjust a pretty significant injury mid-game. Yep. A guy who didn't didn't play terrible, but I don't think played very well, Javon Carter, may end up being more important to the Bucks for the reason we just talked about. Because if Grayson can't do it, I don't. We don't know if Chris is going to be able to. This used to be Chris's role, the screen navigator, right? Like that was Chris's thing. He was very good at it. Just feels like you're asking a lot now for him to chase those guys, given the status of the knee and all that he's doing offensively at the moment. They're going to need more guys who can screen navigate better. And, you know, you don't want to put Drew Holiday on your floor spacer because you're kind of wasting him. That just doesn't seem good enough. I could see maybe Javon playing a little bit more. He does end up with 22, nearly 23 minutes, which was second among bench players, only to Bobby. Um, So he did end up playing as one of the top seven in terms of the minutes distribution. One for four from the field. Really came down to just not hitting his two threes. So, you know, one for two from two. One of his... Hero absolutely smoked a layup attempt. It was pretty wild to see. But I think Javon, the defensive impact was real. And again, not reading too much into this or saying it's the end-all be-all. He was the only player besides Chris where the Bucks did win his minutes. They went plus three in Javon's 20, just under 23 minutes. So even without the shooting being there, they were still carrying, like holding water, treading water, I should say, in those minutes. I think the defensive intensity was just different when he was out there. Miami was a lot less comfortable on offense. Yep. Pressing. Pressing. Press Virginia, baby. I did. I, well, something I pointed out on the playback real quick. I think Miami really scouted the press coverage. They didn't take the ball up against it at all. They would do sequential passes to get into their half court, which is a really smart thing to do. Save some time and make sure there's no turnovers. But I wonder if the Bucks could look to maybe pick some of those or something because it was every single time. I mean, they just they didn't even try it at all. I mean, Spolstra oh. is one of the best in the business for a reason. Yeah. Uh, another update. Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report. Miami was... guard uh, Tyler Hero broke the middle and ring finger on a shooting oh. hand. Expected to be out appropriately, appropriately? approximately four to six weeks. Oh, that two is... fingers. The he replays shot just, with that hand. The replays just didn't make any sense. That must have hurt so bad. The replays just didn't make any sense. Yeah. I just don't know how it happened. Oh, my God. I wonder, God, if, did they get horrible. caught? Did they get caught on something? Had to have been. And just bent? Oh. Maybe it was Grayson's foot or something. Yeah. I think he, like, he, he like slid under his his own hand yeah. or something like that. Oh, I wonder if he got, oh, ugh. I wonder if he got caught on the floor. Ugh. Oh, oh, yeah. Four to six weeks, though. That's shorter than I expected. Yeah. Bucks have to hope that's postseason for Miami. That's that's. It for sure. should be postseason. I, that's postseason for most teams, but um, you would sure think so. Any other Javon thoughts, or should we move on? Let, let's let's move on. Jordan, pick a player that's left. There's like the Can four. We talk of them. Joe? No, we haven't yeah, talked Joe. A, that's what I was going go to next. Uh, I mean, first Bucks playoff game can't really be all that disappointed with what he got. I don't know. It's very like. Middle of the road, but he hit three of seven from three. I mean, the fact that you're a third of the Bucks three pointers is kind of beneficial. But other than that, I we didn't really see him on the ball that often. I think it was more of just spacing Joe. Um, had that was, yeah stupid foul that kind of just always seems to come at the worst times when the Bucks mm. are down big. Um, defensively, I thought he competed well. Was on Jimmy to start his first couple of minutes, and it was one of the few misses that Jimmy had. So I uh, will take it, but I don't know if that's a recipe for success moving <laughs> forward. Um, yeah, just I, I don't know, kind of a what I expected from Joe, but obviously room for improvement. I don't like that he wasn't on the ball. I honestly think it's yeah. just a waste of, of it angles. Is, it's, it's a waste of what he, he should be. Just and that is another assist. shot creator. Yeah, he shot well, which was good. And he has for a lot of the season now. But especially, you know, if he's going to be out there, I mean, Chris is playing. I mean, his and Chris's minutes, I don't know how much they actually played together. If you add up their minutes, it's 48. So they had coverage the whole game. 
you know, Drew's going to handle the ball some, of course, but get, get Drew a couple of possessions off. Let Ingles handle. I mean, we talked about how often the Ingles-Lopez pick and roll and how successful that was. Did they, they maybe ran it once. Like, I just don't think they got enough out of him in his minute. It's nice that he can space the floor. It's useful. And I agree, Jordan. He did give up a pretty tough and one to Jimmy and the other, the dumb foul late in the game as well. But I thought, you know, he wasn't a glaring weakness. Maybe he would be if he had played more, but regardless. But put the ball in his hands. I think, you know, even with the good shooting, that's his his biggest benefit to the Bucs is being able to handle and not putting it in his hands. It just seems like not getting the most out of him at all. I mean, that it's not even just that. It, it's, you know, obviously you don't have Giannis. Bobby is kind of uh, room for improvement for his as like a roller and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's how you unlock Brooke. That's how you yeah. just unlock easy points. Like that part of why Brooke has had such a resurgence this year, especially offensively, despite the you know, uptick in three-point shooting, they've used him as a vertical threat. Yeah. Just rolling into the rim. Like when we talk, I know – big part of our playback and a lot of our you know people that tuned in and all that stuff they were talking about like the offense is just like putting up shots like early in the shot clock it's yeah. not really getting people moving very bucks like mm. game one bad bucks yeah bad but yeah exactly like this is early blood years of just how their offense would be but if you want to make things easier put guys on the ball put guys rolling it just kind of just simplifies things in ways that we know the bucks can do um, which is what makes their this game a little bit frustrating, obviously. But yeah, I mean, to get really unlocked, it's not it's not just unlocking Joe and unlocks the Bucks' offense in so many different ways. And you know, guys like Drew, I think, could help for it too. Instead of spreading him on the ball and kind of carrying such a heavy workload on both ends of the floor. Yeah, and I wonder if if Joe's handling more and setting guys up instead of some of these early shot clock threes, maybe you can break out of that three-point shooting funk a little bit. And I mean, that could have totally changed the game. So I think Ingles usually equals a healthier offense for the Bucks because he is such a distributor. And he can't do that if he doesn't have the ball, though. So definitely they got to give him the ball in his minutes. We know the defense is not going to be lights out, you know, spectacular. But it's worth playing him a bit just to get things moving, and they just didn't really give him the chance. It was just tough. Again, these are all things to improve upon in game yeah. two. Yep. Like they, this is this is why it's fun. This is why NBA playoff series are fun. Like the the so fun the chess match. So fun. They they are when Tyson's thrilled. Yeah. When it, are you are you not entertained? I'm titillated, yeah. Rohan. I'm absolutely titillated. Let's talk about Crowder. Big I don't want to end. Tie. Okay. Uh, I don't want to end on a bad note. Um, very bad Bucks playoff debut for Jay Crowder. Just yes. nothing really good about it. Um, you know, I don't think Bud coached a good game. I, I talked about, you know, before. I, I think you, you're a team that plays random. And I'm not using that as a derogatory thing like some people do. They just do. That's That's how they play offense. And Giannis going down just throws you into a, a lot of flux, and, and they didn't bounce back from it very well until the second half when they did score a little bit more frequently. But Crowder not playing a ton, I would not say is one of the bud things to be upset about from this game. I think not getting Brooke the ball was much more frustrating and much more obvious, even with Giannis playing. Crowder's minutes getting cut. He only played less than 12, lowest in the team. He just didn't play well. He's one for five from the field. He made his only two, missed four threes, him and everybody else. Uh, one assist, I think, no rebounds. One turnover and two fouls. Or, oh, no, he is – yeah. Yeah, one turnover and two fouls. Um, just was getting beat defensively. Just took a ton of shots. I mean, he took five shots in 11 minutes. That's more than Wes or Javon took. We'll talk about Wes next uh, in, in like double the minutes for Javon. I don't know. It just didn't look good. I'm hoping he's able to just bounce back the next game. I don't really have a reason specifically for why, but just weird considering just felt like he fit so well and, and just plugged so many holes and just kind of had the opposite impact and limited run in this game. Yeah. I mean, with all the Heat's wings, I mean, I don't think a lot of people are going to be stopping Jimmy Butler tonight based on how he was playing, but didn't really provide any resistance there. Lost, uh, I think it was Caleb Martin. Um, yeah. Helping too much towards the rim, and Caleb Martin got free for a corner three that put, pushed the uh, heat lead like late in the fourth. Yeah, 
really disappointing. Really disappointing. I, I, it, I don't know. I, it, it makes that part of the equation that much harder because, you know, I know people were very upset with seeing West come out that early, uh, rotationally. And the way he's playing lately, it's he had it. like, he had, he had it. it. You know, like that's that's the thing. That's I don't know. The Crowder is zippy, is very zippy. Crowder's gonna be a very uh, dilemma because he ended those last two games where you know, yeah, no one else really played, but he looked pretty good. It was like, okay, I think we're kind of past like just the maintenance part of like why they have been kind of patient with him, and then you see like a game like today, and it's like, um, okay, like I don't, I don't know, like. Not to keep comparing him to PJ, but I, yeah, PJ had his struggles and stuff like that. But physically out there, like, I felt like he was still, like, really giving them something. Crowder just seems like a step slow a lot. And that is a little concerning. He had a, he had a week off and he was having flashbacks to his trade request days where he's just locked in the gym. Let me out! <laughs> he logged less than four minutes in the second half. And the only stat was a foul in that time. So just really not an event. I wondered if we were going to see Pat late in this game. Pat didn't play, nope. uh, which is a trend we saw in the Boston game and the Philly game. Pat was not in the rotation. That is carried over. You know, you probably just don't want to, I guess, diverge from the plan too much. But You I can't just throw everything out there in game, like the end of game one. I wouldn't have I'm given him a chance. I the last couple of games we saw him, he looked decent. I, I mean, know. that's that's fair. I, I mean, I, I'm all for giving Pat a chance. It's just like, you can't just say, oh, this isn't working. Let's go to this just in the middle of a game. Like, it, it doesn't really work that way. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. They're already playing very deep. Um, well, let's get some load. TA action. See, that's you lost your credibility. I won the uh, argument now. I just, um, I don't know. I, I, I get why Pat was excised and excised from the rotation, and I didn't disagree with the decision. He just didn't play well for most of the year. But also, I, I do think at a certain level, you know, especially with the honest out, you do have an opportunity to then play someone else a bit, and giving him a chance could really pay off because he was great in the last two playoff runs. And, you know, I don't think he's just done now. Right, and, and I do think I, I would have liked to see him just get a chance to play a little bit and just see what he can contribute. I think he's a guy who stays ready, um, and I, I hope it's not a playoff run where he just like never really plays at all. Because I, I get it if the rotation dictates that, it dictates that. I would like him to get a chance at some point, though, and you know you might still have a really useful player for this playoff run. There, you don't want to just lose that. I mean, again, this is the issue of being deep. We've talked about it a bunch, but we'll see if we see any Pat in game two. Maybe dependent on on how Giannis plays, and of course if Crowder can bounce back as well. Last bench player, Wesley Matthews. We were perturbed. The playback was quite perturbed. And then West comes in, hits two of his four shots, all threes, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, no turnovers, six points. Kind of a classic zippy West Matthews game. Really gave some. I mean, Bobby brings a ton of energy. Chris did with the shots, but Wes was right up there in big energy plays on both ends. I think, I don't think he's going anywhere in the rotation, man. I just, he's so reliable and he came through. I just feel like he finds ways to come through in these playoff moments when they give him a chance. And you can't really blame Bud for playing him. He played 17 minutes. It wasn't like he played 40, but I thought those 17 minutes after like the first two were largely quite good. Yeah, he was, he was the savvy vet we expect him to be. And he just he he dug he went out and did Wes Matthews things like he he didn't really make too many mistakes. He was out there playing physical defense. He was hitting his shots. He was actually like he was active. He was engaged. He was playing physically, which couldn't be said for a lot of the other Milwaukee Bucks. So I I agree. I don't think he's going to be going anywhere anytime soon because if he's the guy playing like that, you got to play that guy. Like like it'd be dumb not to. Yeah, I mean, we kind of, I don't know. It it feels like a house of cards sometimes with Wesley, or at least I feel like I should rephrase that. Feel like how people perceive Wesley 
uh, getting into the game. It feels like a house of cards where it's like, okay, does he have it this night? You can kind of like judge it very early. Um, and yeah, I think it, he got off to a slow start. I don't know if defensively or I can't remember if it was just missing a shot or two, but like on the whole, the minutes that he was giving, yeah, they were outscored. I think it was by 13 or whatever it was. He was a minus 13. It's kind of more in rhythm with how this game went. And you're going to have to give some resistance to guys like Jimmy Butler and trying to slow down any of the heat shooters that came alive today. And if the Bucks are going to play small, that opens the more or opens the door for more guys like Wesley and possibly I would assume Crowder, but obviously has to pick it up to play out there and really stay attached with guys and just give them hell. That's <laughs> that's basically what Wes does. And it's, I don't know. I, I liked what he gave him and surely, and he, uh, I mean, I've been scouring and got, got some uh, post-game stuff. So said after the game, this courtesy of Eric Name from The Athletic, got to get some stops, can't let the Heat go 60% from the field and expect to win. That right there just sums it up. I mean, yeah, he's right. <laughs> yep. Got to make more shots than the other team. Sorry, yeah, I mean, just... on the whole, like, Wes, with that comment in mind, I know a lot of people are going to be frustrated with how the offense was as a whole. To me, it's the defense. It's Jimmy Butler is going to go off, but the things that they can control of you can control that too. Also, they to can a certain they, extent they more than they did. More than they did. Certainly, um, and obviously Giannis looms large on how they line up with this too. But Bam getting hot, they let him. They honestly like let him really shoot those mid rangers, and that is a very Bucks thing to do of like, okay, we'll let you prove it. You can't defend everything. But we know some of the shots that he, was, that he had, he had a lot of a runway to to really get into his uh, his feet set and shoot some mid-rangers in the second half. He did have the um, worst plus-minus in their starting five. They won his minutes by four. So. Which is interesting. And a lot of the time, too, that I don't uh, – Numak picked up on this, too. Brooke was mirroring – yeah, has been for a large portion of it. Um, that's very interesting that they were just plus four for it. Um, but yeah, well, I, I, you know, he's pretty bad until he started. He got hot, I'd say, like late third quarter. And before that, he just yeah. really couldn't hit anything. So, um, yeah. I would say the second half split's probably a lot different, but yeah, but it's just the stuff that they can clean up feels like it's very controllable because it was very early on and when Giannis is out there too, like the transition defense is pretty terrible that first quarter. Um, and then it just opens the floodgates for getting into the paint. And then when the heat shooters are starting to get hot, it's like, okay, well, what do you, what can you really take away with it? All the, all the things in rhythm and uh, all those things are in rhythm for the heat's offense. And it's not really a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think game two, Obviously, if Giannis plays now, I don't know if this was included in any of the quotes you guys read, but I saw um, Bud said a lot will depend on how he wakes up and feels tomorrow. So maybe we'll learn something tomorrow. I, I would guess no definitive word, but who knows? A lot depends on that. But I think either way, whether Giannis is able to go for game two or not, you know, three-point variance you can't do anything about. I think the Bucks need to seek out better threes. I don't think a lot of the threes they took were all that good. They missed some good ones too, but they took a lot of bad threes. Get Brooke a lot more involved offensively. And they just need to be better, honestly, defending the perimeter in general. I just think, I don't know if they're too comfortable usually having Brooke back there or what, but just felt like, especially Jimmy, but even like Kevin Love had a drive. Like Heat players were able to get to the rim too easily. And you just can't do that with no Brooke and no Giannis. So they got to guard up a little bit more. You can't get punked. You yeah. can't get punked. The Bucks got punked. That's yeah. that's all. Like, I don't I don't know what else to say. The, the, the honestly, Miami Heat came in and they just they 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 punked him. You want a stat? This is actually this is I've never seen this before. Do you know what the worst Heat field goal percentage was by an individual player? The worst oh, one. Oh God, it's going to be like fifty percent tonight. The worst one, uh, fifty six. Rohan was right, fifty percent. Duncan Robinson one for two. 
Just outside just of him, all the way out of here. This is that. Max, that is ridiculous. Max Drew, sixty percent. Jimmy, fifty-five. Bam, fifty-five. Hero, fifty-five. Gabe Vincent, eighty-three percent. Caleb Martin, seventy-one. Lowry, hundred. Kevin Love, fifty-five percent. Meanwhile, the Bucks have four guys below fifty percent. Yeah, and, and one guy at fifty percent. Yeah, two guys at fifty percent. Excuse me. I have. Some encouraging oh. stats. Okay. Um, Mike Prada of The Athletic. Friendly reminder, game one winners are just 17 and 13 in the 30 playoff series since the bubble. Over the last two years, this is a tweet thread. Over the last two years, 11 road teams won game one of a series. Only three of those 11 went on to win the series. That's including the Bucks last year against the Yep, team. yep. 2021 Hawks versus Nets, 2021 Hawks versus Philly, 2022 Warriors versus Grizzlies. Didn't the Hawks do that? Oh, they won the series. The Hawks did that against the Bucks too. They lost yep. that series. Yeah, and I, mean, then, I think. Um, sorry. Jamal Collier of ESPN. The Bucks are now just five and seven in games <laughs> or game ones under Bud, but they've rebounded to win five of their last six series where they lost the series opener, including the last three rounds. Of their 2021 title run. Goodness. Maybe stop doing it, though. I would recommend it. Would recommend like, why it. Why do you do this to me? It's funny that Bud has the rap of not, not adjusting enough mid-series. And he's, actually, he's, worse at, he's actually worse at preparing. The adjustments have been great. They're much better after game one in the series. He's much better at adjusting. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's the, the, the pre-adjustment period is the difficulty we should work on. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I think certainly game two. I think game two winnable either way. Um, what are what are the vibes going into game two? I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be unless there's bad news with Giannis. I think the vibes will be strong. And not even just him vibes? sitting. My, good, strong again, unless unless we hear Giannis has you know bad backitis. I'm gonna feel good. I think they're gonna win the game. I I, I said they would sweep for a reason. I mean, they're better. They're just a better team. A lot went right for Miami. A ton went wrong for the Bucks. It's just basketball. It happens sometimes. That's why it's a good playoff system that isn't one-game series. It's seven-game series. So come out in game two, defend better. Hopefully, you know, the shooting balance is out, and I think they can easily win, and then it's just taking one in Miami, and you're back on track. Jordan? Yeah, I mean, the the Yadis thing is what it is. I'm not – we all know it. A lot of things in John Giannis' yeah. health and everything like that. But we know the Heat are probably not going to shoot as well as they did this game. I'm just thinking they're probably. If they do, I, I don't know. Then it's like. You might need to find a new podcast network. I don't know if we're going to make it through another 60 point, 60% shooting. I don't know. I. There are some things like my biggest question is are we going to see a game as good as Chris had again? I'm going to say not in game two, but in the series and in the playoffs, I'm going to say yes. I buy Chris. I trust Chris. I buy Chris. Chris. I, I always so. trust Chris. I think – well, I I trust him if, when he's out there. That's that I. That's the big thing is I think the week really helped him. I think the game's off or the day's off coming up um, between not just this game but games two to three. I think that'll be helpful for him. But it's just more of like, okay – What's going to be re- of the things that went well for the Bucks? How can they repeat that? Um, and obviously, Chris is probably the biggest one. Bobby is what he'll bring a scoring punch to them. Um, and hopefully, you know, better games from Drew, at least offense or shooting the ball, seeing better things from Brooke, figure out how that wing rotation is going to look and calling the right number and, you know, hoping it works out for them. I think there's things to be encouraged by, but obviously, you know, everything. Like this whole season, everything that's facing the Bucks, like to bring this down, is always existential. It's about who's going to be on the floor at the right time, and obviously Giannis is the next uh, person in line that uh, this hovers around. So yeah, I'm quietly confident, but it, it just it sucks feeling these sucker punches yeah. year after year now. I guess this is just life with a big three for this many years in a row. I mean. 
Think about the Warriors and where they must be at with Clay's health. He's, I mean, he's been pretty resilient this year, but certainly last year it was pretty much a question mark. It worked out for him. So, you know, hopefully yeah. similar thing can happen uh, in Milwaukee this year. Where, where are you at, Rohan? Yeah, you you were you asking us the how question. you go, Rohan. Yeah. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. We'll take so it. That's what that's where the vibes are at right now. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm hoping Giannis hopefully the big fella's butt is all good. Yeah. And uh that was tailbone. Where where do you think the tailbone is, Jordan? Reggie Miller. That's yeah. Where do you think your coccyx is? Oh, hey, oh. <laughs> wrap it up, Rohan. That's what it's called. Wrap it up. You know what you're doing. No, 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 no. no. I, I, that's that's literally what it's called. All right, yeah. sure it is. I've heard I've heard the word, but it it just was. It's a very. I've heard the word too. I've been on. You know, hey. I've been on WebMD, you know. <laughs> oh man, but my I'm cautiously optimistic. A lot of things can go well for the Bucks. Uh, you just have to. Will they? Eat. Who knows? Exactly. Find out next to, time. You have to wait and see. Uh, and the the Heat's shooting should calm down a bit, and it's just I don't know. It's just it's tough. It's a gut punch, you know. Oh yeah. You talk so much shit. Yep. And you just come out here and you get punked. And it's not happening, Jordan. <laughs> I saw your gear and your gear. I know. Next thing you know, Ashton Kutcher with his trucker hat on comes out of the curtain. He's like, you just got punked. Yeah. And we're like, no, this is not fun. No, this sucks. Rohan has no idea. Rohan, it was a show. Is. It was That was the whole show, pretty much. There's a channel called MTV. It was mm-hmm. really big for a long time. And they had a, a hidden prank show called Punked that Ashton Kutcher hosted this is when he was on that 70 show the first one or the only one yeah it's, um, that's something else show that 80 show that now. 90s yeah or and, 90s that 90s show, show. Yeah. and he would prank celebrities yeah um, oh yeah sounds kind of fun yeah we just we just saw the latest edition of it box seat yeah regardless <laughs> uh a, a lot can go right uh for the bucks and some stuff needs to go wrong for the miami heat and i think that, i think this can still be a gentleman sweep i think the bucks should still win this series pretty easily but it's just tough to lose game one yeah obviously really you just is. have to win game two now nah, it's the oh game two's a must win yeah yep. must I, win. I, I actually think they could win the series if they lost it but let's not go there it, it gets no. it gets dire if that happens Kelly, it is yeah. a must win. It is a must must win. The Heat are playing with house money, and now it's a it's it's a must win for the Bucks. It's just it's a tough position to be in, but this is where they are. And uh, game two is on Wednesday, so we'll eight p.m. To... Central. Bring yeah. it, Pfizer. And I saw TV. people sleeping at a Bucks game. <laughs> oh, here it is at six thirty. It's six fucking thirty, and you're falling like yeah. Kevin it was Harlan disappointing. didn't like it. Kevin Harlan didn't yeah. like it one bit. I didn't either. And I'm not I'm not one of these people that like people spend their hard-earned money and it's certainly more expensive to go to a playoff game and enjoy yourself with all their high-priced food, beer, drinks, whatever it is. Just start cleaning. Cluckeries. Like what I No I, Chick-fil-A today. Maybe that's why the energy was low. Yeah, I saw some sad people in chicken costumes, and it's like, yeah. That's going to happen when you get punked. But, like, the fans at the game, it was wildly disappointing. You can yeah. tell. I've watched a lot of basketball. Mm. You can tell when it's fans, like, getting pumped up and everything like that. And, yeah, I know the Bucks are down 40, whatever, however many minutes it was. But, like, you could differentiate fans actually getting pumped up versus crowd noise playing through the PA and Jumbo. Tron and stuff like that and it was like what are we doing yeah you're you're going to a playoff game like let's be pick it up that's my play to you to quote the the great words of mike dunlap mm. uh bring the heat bucks nation god damn it <laughs> did he say god damn it on there too no that was me just uh, maybe he will tonight after yeah, after that i'm waiting for his tweets is that what it's like to be on the other side of a ramp that yeah. is 
There you go. I had to do it since Rohan was doing it. Somebody, we had to have a rant. <laughs> it just happened. Job so rant. Even... That's what they call me. Oh, I get nice. it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I was like, why Why are they calling you John Moran? <laughs> you pull guns on IG Live? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Whoa, Jordan doesn't know how to operate IG Live, and I think no, we've reached the end of the podcast. Old. I don't even have a gun. Oh, man. Okay, I think this is... No, we, we've officially reached the part where we need to wrap yeah. it up. We said that we're going to keep it short. We, we, we didn't. didn't. That's, that's uh, GSPN for you. It's too much uh, love of content. Yeah, we love the content. We love talking about it. It just turns into therapy for us. But uh, thank you for listening to this episode of GSPN. Uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast platform of choice or uh, watching on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, check out all of our pods. You can listen to baseball stuff at Talk of the Tundra, apparently. And <laughs> of course, the time. Yeah, I'm going to hear about that one in four years when Adam pulls up this podcast. <laughs> and in two minutes when Andrew hears it. Yep. Uh, no, but seriously, listen to Cruising for Bruising for all your baseball needs. Talk to the Tundra for all your football needs. Uh, both Eurostep and Win and Six are here on this very feed. And it's just, it's a good time all here at GSPN. Make sure you check out all the pods. All the links are at gspn.info, including our playback link and the entrance into our Discord, Substack, Merch Link. Whatever you need, you can find at gspn.info. Uh, pod random, and we will talk to you next time. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.